um, to really talk about the, the discipleship and dominion aspect of deliverance, the, the, the end part of that. We talked about having a desire, demand, a diligence and discipline. But when we come to understand the role uh, of what God intends for fathers to be, God intends for fathers to be the chief disciplers at home. God intends for fathers to be the chief disciplers at home. And if the father disciples right, then they will raise up sons that have dominion. And they won't just raise up sons that have dominion. They will raise up sons and daughters. Psalm 112 says it this way. Blesses the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. And so it is God's intention when we think about both discipleship and dominion in the context of the home, the father is intended to be the chief discipler. Do not delegate that role to your wife and abdicate your responsibility. I don't know about the spiritual matters. I let mama take care of that. Stop it. Stop. Okay, because God is going to hold you responsible. All right? So that's a big deal. And so we want to really talk about that. Um, and so I really want to thank you um, for, first of all, acknowledging me as somewhat of a, a spiritual father or mentor in your life. And I'm not trying to put myself into something that you don't. You, you and God got to decide what role I fit. But I'm just glad that you're here. And I also want to acknowledge all the fathers that are present in the building. And when I look at fathers, I don't just look at the, the males that have children right now. Okay. Because we are a destiny-driven church, the definition that we have for destiny behind me on my left and to your right says that God has a plan for you that's in seed form and already inside of you. In our offering, we gave an example from Hebrews chapter 7 where Abraham was acknowledged as a father of Levi, which was Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, then Levi. And it was still a few more generations after that before Aaron and the priesthood emerged. But as far as God was concerned... He was already fathering them, even though they did not exist yet. So the youngest man in the room, from heaven's perspective, he's already a father. Now, it may just be in an emerging form, may not have been fully developed yet. And listen, bro, don't rush. Don't rush. Don't want you to run off and start trying to spill seed too soon. Don't rush. Don't, ain't no hurry. But I do want you to recognize 
that from heaven's perspective, you're already carrying a destiny of generations on the inside of you right now. And so you should walk with a gravity that even though they're not around where people is calling you dad, you carrying your children with you right now. Now, that, that, now listen, I, I, it took me a while to figure this stuff out, but that, that changed my life. Even before there was children around. All right. So an insight like that is something we want to birth into our young men or is what I call emerging fathers. Right. There are existing fathers and then there are emerging fathers. OK. And if if you do your emerging fatherhood better, when you become an existing father, it will be better. Got it? All right. So I want to thank you in advance for the service you will provide as a father to future generations. I'm thanking you right now. You know, to thank you in advance for your service. I'm calling to the greatness that's in you. So I'm thanking you for I'm thanking you for being a good dad right now. Got it? Okay. Um, now I got a few statements and I may just deal with my preamble, may not get too far, but um, I got to say certain things today. Now, as a pastor, husband, father, and simply a man, um, while fathers don't try to co-opt Mother's Day, Fathers don't try to take over Mother's Day. Invariably, invariably, there are women, some, some angry woman is out on social media right now. I don't even know who. Trying to take the role, the respect, and recognition reserved for fathers on a special day. Don't you just hate that? Now, most of the time, I find the women that are like that are just mad at their own bad decision making. I'm mad at nobody. But listen, don't hate on all the other brothers because you made bad decisions. Now, listen, man, stop it. Okay. I mean, I get it. I get it. You know, you ran up on a knucklehead. It happens. It happens. Okay. And I have to first, you know, just because I want to be even about this, I at least want to acknowledge that you you decided to do what was necessary to take that life to full term. Because we in a day where, where people's choice is more important than that life. So I do want to listen. Pastor's not just a player hater. This is I'm not in I'm not in a woman haters club. But I got to listen. I can't have you going out thinking that it's just okay for you to try to co-opt somebody else's day and think that you can be mother and father. I would do you a disservice if I didn't tell you the truth. God made fathers and mothers. All right. Now, 
If you weren't here on Mother's Day or the Sunday after, when I gave Sisters Day shout out, go back and watch my podcast. So I'm not, I'm not a player hater for the sisters. But I told y'all on your day when it came to Dad's Day, all right, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just, I'm not gonna diss them for you. All right, we. we we did it chivalrously, ladies first. So ladies got their stuff first, but now it's Brother's Day, so I'm going to talk to my men now. Okay? All right, so don't be mad. Um, he said they get, oh, this one I'm not going to finish today, so brothers, you're going to get two, two as well. Just What I'm what I'm what I'm concerned about is is that sometimes the women whom God raises to be deliverers for their seed, because they have some an ought against the person who fathered it, can somehow unwittingly damage the seed that they just delivered. I don't need no man. Mommy's little man. Then they try to almost turn their sons into their husbands. He's the man of the house. Man, man, little man, man running around. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to go deep today. I got to go deep today. I got to go in there. Yep, mm -hmm, I'm going there. Yes, I am. Okay, and listen, man, this, this thing is too hard. You don't want to deliver the seed and then damage the seed you delivered and then propagate damage because you didn't recognize that there was something that your child, both son and daughter, needed that you needed a male figure to instill that gave them a sense of identity. My dad went to heaven when I was 16. And me and my apostle mother had conversations. And she was like, you had your dad. And she was right, I did. And he got me. I mean, he had, I had a good foundation. I didn't die not knowing nothing. I didn't have all of that. There's people that don't have all of these spirits. I didn't have none of that. But inside me, there was still a hole that she couldn't fill. And what I said to her and I said to God, if this hole if this is if this is a sin, take it away from me. But I can't get rid of the thing that's inside of me wishing for a dad. And I see a lot of angry young people or identity confused young people. And when I trace it back, I can find a father that was present or absent. As a result. And so I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned that we have our young men and fathers really acknowledge and accept the assignment that God, the Heavenly Father, has created for them.
And if they don't do their job, damage results. There's no way around that. And listen, mother, as great as you are, and I have hats off to you. Listen, I wouldn't be who I were, who I am if my mother hadn't done the things that she done. I'm not a mama hater. Most people call me a mama's boy. So how you? I, I'm not. I'm not a mama hater. That's not what I'm saying. But I also recognize that there was something else in me after my dad went to heaven that I still needed. That I, when I looked at her, I didn't see it. I'm grateful that she and my father had enough wisdom to connect me with the Godfather. He was there when my dad went to heaven. He walked me into the car dealership and co-signed for my first car. <laughs> His name was, uh, was John. His name is John or John E. And so uh, I, he used to say, man, you, you so much part of my family, man, you should have my name. I said, I do. I'm John's son, David, John's son. <laughs> I'm just saying that was so important to me, man. I'll never forget it. So. It's, it, I just hate the root of, I don't need a man. Well, that's not true. You needed the father to be the mother. You needed the father to bring the life into the world as much as you needed the mother. And the reality is that what your child needs is distinct from what you need. Because you may feel like you don't need a man, but that don't mean that the child don't need a father. Now, if you don't recognize the need for both male and female children to identify with a positive, safe, inspirational male figure, you may misidentify the anger they have when he's not there or the root of their identity crisis that also hits those without that image present and engaged. Present and engaged. You know, because there are some fathers that are in the house but still absent present and engaged present and engaged oh, well, that defeats the man cave I'm just going to come in the house and go downstairs and just just me and the TV present and engaged Listen, man, you need to be there. Well, I went to work today. That's not enough. That's not enough. They ought to know I love them. No, they need to hear you say it. It's not enough. And don't celebrate just the ones that's living out your dream. You, you wanted to be the ball player, so the ball son you cool with, but the other one you don't show up for. Stop it. That's 
Pastor, you sound angry. I am. I am. Because this is how the devil was taking kids right outside of our house. Now, sisters, don't just, you know, don't just let any man come up in the house. That's not what I'm saying either. I said a safe, positive, inspirational figure. Okay, you got to judge. No, no, no. Just because you got knees, don't put, okay, you like that dude. He your sugar daddy don't mean he's not your son's sugar daddy. I am preaching really good today. Just because he can meet your financial needs can doesn't mean he can meet your child's fatherly needs. I'm just saying, y'all, this is this is serious. This is serious. See, if if we don't acknowledge that there is a need there, then we won't reach for the right assistance when God makes it available. First Corinthians 12 says that we are members in the body in particular. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the foot, I have no need of you. See, there might be some brother in the congregation who's not, not trying to push up on you, don't care, but just want to show up at the ball game. Young man was in the congregation for a period of time. I said, I at least come to one basketball game. Now I don't know nothing about basketball. I was never the athlete. I just wanted to be there to show up to be a safe, positive, inspirational figure that cared enough to show up. That's all. Didn't want nothing from her. Home is well taken care of. Didn't want nothing from her. I just wanted to be a safe, positive, inspirational figure. Take all of my nephews and nieces to take your child to work day at least once. Special, special, special. I wanted to see them. I wanted to have them see me being large and in charge. Safe, positive, inspirational figure. I understood that there was importance to just the image that I created. Because I wanted to give them an opportunity to see themselves in me. Does that make sense? It's power in it. So while I'm, I'm killing sacred cows, <laughs> just so that you know, I'm not just coming for the sisters. There was a recent video from a very prominent pastor who declared that his wife was his covering and that she had grown him up. Now, women, both in the church and on social media, reacted to this questionable doctrine. Some blame this teaching on, quote unquote, the church and its patriarchal, which means a fatherly based structure. But men ministers came out and called the teaching what it actually is, hogwash. 
it turned out that there was some deficits potentially in the husband wife dynamic where, um, you know, because there's sometimes there's weak men and then there's the dominatrix type women. Pastor, I'm going deep today, ain't I? And there's some men that like to be subservient to their wives. Even to the point of having intimate relationships with bondage where he's bound up and she's doing the binding. I am preaching really good up in here. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming for everybody. I'm coming for I'm coming for all y'all. But see, what happens is if you let her take the role of mother, it's hard to make love to your mama. I am preaching really good up in here. I am preaching very, very good today. Did y'all know that? It's hard to make love to your mama, man. It's just hard. So if you let her take that role, then you will lose attraction for her. And then attractions outside will begin to have, because, because see her, you see, man, she's my, man, she's bossing me around. Oh my goodness. Because you don't have no get up and go. So she's trying to get you up to go. And if somebody on the outside will begin more to be attractive than her. And so that's what happened to this man. So then he loses his, he, 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 he steps out, has some kind of something, loses his moral authority to lead at home. So then his wife now has to pull the marriage together when the role of the husband is to be the house bander. That's what the word means. You're supposed to band the house together. And um, so then he tries to buy her affection. And then all the social media just blew up with haterade. And then comes out. <laughs> when if he had done right, he could have saved some money. I'm just saying. It's just cheaper. To, it's cheaper to zipper and then it's cheaper to keep her. So then he developed a theology to accommodate his tragedy. If the sayings you're preaching are not right, uh, if the sayings that you're preaching are wrong, the size of your platform won't make it right. I don't care that I, I got these people here and you got thousands coming to hear you preach. You still wrong. Pastor, Pastor David, you judging. No, I ain't judging him. I'm judging his doctrine. That's my job. Now, 
Just so, for the, so that the record is clear before people start con trying to hunt for my skeletons in the closet. Listen, listen, I'm not up here because I'm perfect. But some things you don't need to talk about. You just need to walk enough. You need to walk past them long enough that you build another track record. Instead of trying to create some theology, some teaching to justify all of the junk you did. So then... Women were online. They were they were mad and they were right to be mad. You was right to be mad, sister. You was right to be mad. You was right to be mad. Pastor, pastor just told you you was right to be mad. And they said, what in the world is this? Does a wife have to be the covering for her husband? Well, the reality is a wife was not created to mother her husband, but a husband was created to father his wife. Now, we ain't never heard people say that. We never heard people say that, but the significance that we have in a wedding when a father brings a bride down and passes her to the groom is that he's saying, I have fathered her to this point. Whatever other fathering she needs, you got to finish the job. That was the intention. I am preaching really, really good today. I don't even know if I'm going to get to my list, man. I got a bunch of stuff in there. We have to see you get your two times, brother Tim. You get your two Sundays. I'm just saying you get your two. Well, well, that's just tradition. Okay. Well, let's, let me show it to you from the scripture. Well, we, we've, we've understood that husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. Let's look at Isaiah nine, six and six. Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Every child, every man child, is intended by God to move from child to son, child to son. A son is the beginning of the acceptance of responsibility. Son is builder of the family name. So in Proverbs, it'll say even a child is known by its doing, but it says a son begins to make decisions. A wise son is gladness to his father, but a foolish one is grief to his mother. A son is supposed to mean, that means a person has taken on responsibility and began to make decisions. The child, that's the son, becomes the man that becomes the husband and becomes the father, including the father of his wife, because that's what Jesus does. Now, we haven't even heard somebody have you ever heard of anything like that? 
But we've heard of all these women that's trying to grow up their husbands after they done married them. Help us, Jesus. Help us. Do you understand how critical the role of fathers is? My point, only point is that men were created to be deliverers. And their deliverance responsibility begins at home. I'm going to preach the rest of this next week, but I do want to hit a couple points. I'm not going to try to give it all to you. Go down to my second key statement about the tale of forefathers media. Are you getting something out of this? It's a list of four. You found it? Amen. Praise God for good media. Every marriage is the tale of forefathers. The father of the wife, father of the husband. The husband as father, and then the heavenly father. Every marriage is a tale of forefathers. Because whatever the woman is, when you got there, <laughs> her father, either by his absence or presence, is a compliant or complicit to, <laughs> to the creation or the crime. Whichever it is, the father's absence or presence is a part of it. The father husband is too. But listen, man, just because your dad wasn't there, you can't be 50 years old with gray hair still blaming your dad. Stop it. Tired of grown men that won't grow up. Still blaming folk that's dead, buried, and they done had decades to figure it out. Then... The husband as father. Yeah. You're still supposed to be the fatherly person in the home. Your wife's supposed to come with to you with whatever level of damage and development she has. And you're supposed to love her and lead her to wholeness and to health and to happiness in Jesus name. That's the gig you signed up for when you said I do. I am preaching really good today. I am really, really preaching. Whew. I'm going to pat myself on the back when I get done with this one today. Then there's the Heavenly Father. All right. Now, the Heavenly Father doesn't eliminate the need for the husband as father. Because if that was the case, then he would have told Mary, you don't need Joe. That's how women say it today. I don't need him. Sperm donor. I don't need him. He did all he needed to do. It's not true. 
That's why Jesus said it's not enough for the Holy Spirit to overshadow you. You still need Jesus, a fatherly figure. If those fathers don't work well together, then we run the risk of the fifth father, the devil, jumping into the thing and creating damage where there should be development and destiny. Go on to my next key statement and we'll we'll stop here. The failure or success of a father has a domino effect generationally. Whether you succeed or fail, the dominoes will start to fall. And either you will lay a foundation that others can build upon, or you will create obstacles, the obstacles and traps that others will have to get around to be the kind of father that God wants them to be. We understand that because the first father was a failure. His name was Adam. By one man, sin came into the world and death through sin. It was a domino effect that has affected us for thousands of years since. When he failed, none of his children were present. But his failure before they were present affected them after they came on the planet. And so wherever you are in your journey, I want you to make right decisions now that will affect generations later. Show my last key statement there and then we're done. If you make destiny moves now, you'll have a dynasty later. I'm trying to make destiny moves now. I'm trying to make moves when I have conversations with our daughter. I'm I'm trying to speak words in her that will live beyond my lifetime. I'm trying to say things when I'm talking to the young men that I that I mentor, encourage, and father. Even the people at work, they sit down with me in conference rooms to do General Motors business, and I'm still trying to change their life. Some of them have said things to me like, man, we, I said, okay, okay, now we got to get back on the clock so we can handle the general's business. That doesn't help your family line. Let me, let's just go do the thing we're getting paid for. But if you make a destiny decision now, you can create a dynasty later. Come on, let's stand. Were you blessed today?